catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Coming up this hour, Hashtag Taiwan with Leslie Liao. A little look at uh, the things that are lighting up the internet here in Taiwan. Also, we'll have Chinese to go for you. That is a free Chinese lesson brought to you by RTI. And status update with John and Shirley. And they're going to be interacting with you, the listener. But first up today, here in Taiwan. Today is Tuesday, April 14th, and you're listening to Here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. In the studio today, we have Leslie Liao. Hello, everybody. And once again, me, Andrew Ryan. Just the two of us in the studio again. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's all you need. We're not lonely here in the studio without a third person. Uh, the reason, of course, why we're doing this is because of social distancing. And uh, Leslie is sitting at least three meters away from me. I would like to assure that it's good to you're assuring the listeners of this. Yes, because, you know, well, you can pr pretend that you're sitting right here in the studio next to us at a very close distance. In fact, we're whispering into your ear. Um, but it's very safe. <laughs> very safe. Immensely safe, I dare say. Super safe. Radio. Uh, it is... Uh, I guess you call it physical distance rather than social distance. Yes. Yeah? Okay. So in today's program, we have some fantastic topics for you, if I may say so for myself. Uh, we have a little bit of a brouhaha involving the Singaporean first lady who is commenting on a donation of masks from Taiwan. Yes. We have a couple more mask-related topics. Uh, we're going to tell you about a mask design by uh, a Taiwanese-Italian couple. It's basically a design that was uh, put on some of the masks. Well, not on the masks themselves. I guess on the boxes, the masks were delivered in when they were sent to the EU. Hmm. Uh, and uh, have you ever bought a mask from a vending machine? I haven't, but that's all the rage now, isn't it? All the rage. Apparently, there are three machines now where you can buy them in Taipei. We'll tell you about that. Plus, two more topics of interest. Uh, a... Hong Kong bookstore called Causeway Bay Books is set to open in Taiwan. Uh, and also, could China Airlines ever change the name of the airlines? We'll have that and more in today's Here in Taiwan. Don't go away. I just want to say I'm so proud we managed to hear the end of that opening music. I don't know. Have you heard that before? Uh, a few times, actually. Really? When I record, I let it play to the end I just see. to make sure. But never on purpose. No. Okay. <laughs> never in the program itself. I win. Yay. Um, I'm not sure what I win. Uh, so, it's been kind of cold here in Taiwan. Have you noticed this? Yeah, they said there was a cold front over the last weekend, and it was raining quite a bit, actually. Yes, and apparently uh, the mercury dropped down to six degrees in Shinju early on Monday morning. I mean, wow. six degrees is like, that's, that is super cold. We're in April. That is the subprime of colds. Wow, that's um, astounding. Astounding. And just to give you an idea, like Taiwan at this time of the year is usually, uh, I would say in the upper twenties, uh, I think it's safe to say. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, uh, 
mid to upper 70s, mm-hmm. maybe low 80s even uh, Fahrenheit. Sure. Uh, I chatted with my uh, brother and his wife in Boston, Massachusetts. Oh. And when we chatted, uh, it was colder in Taipei than it was in Boston. Really? I mean, what are we even talking about here, folks? Oh, my goodness. In Boston? Um, Boston. That's right. In Pakistan, Havad <laughs> with the snow. And as you can hear... I'm wearing a parka in the studio. (laughs) I can uh, lend witness. Andrew is indeed wearing a parka in this studio. I am wearing a Stormdown 800 parka. Not that that means anything to anybody. Eddie Bauer. Um, Yeah, who knew that I would need that in a studio in Taipei in April? Surprising, man. Surprising. That's not even up in the mountains yet. That is almost... That's almost in the uh, on the west side of Taiwan still. Yeah, so Shinju, still flatlands. Yeah. Well, and in Taipei, just to give you an idea, it was I think around twelve or eleven degrees last night, which is still on the chilly side, right around fifty. Yeah, upper forties maybe. Even. I remember walking outside and going, "Oh my goodness, I misjudged this weather." Very much. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, and the other thing is we've got crisp weather. It's like sunny and crisp. Um, it was on sunny and crisp on Monday. Yes. It looks like it's going to be like that for a couple of days. So uh, we're going to try to enjoy that as much as we can. All right. Let's talk about Singapore. The uh, Singaporean prime minister's wife, uh, the First Lady of Singapore uh, said something on Facebook. Well, she said, er. Yeah, she didn't really make say anything. She just kind of made this uh, sound. Er. More than anything, er. <laughs> but as you know, Taiwan has been donating uh, face masks to the international community because we can now produce 15 million face masks a day. And we are like Oprah giving away cars out there to say, <laughs> you get a mask and you get a mask and you get a mask. Oh, so good. And um, the latest initiative is that Taiwan's going to give away 1 million face masks to countries in Southeast Asia, which is targeted by the new southbound policy, mm-hmm. which is the initiative of the current administration to foster ties with Australia, New Zealand, and Southeast Asia. Anyway, um, in response to that, the First Lady of Singapore, uh, Ho Ching, she actually tweeted, uh, she didn't tweet, she was, went to Facebook, she had a news she, article. She booked. She booked, <laughs> she booked um, a news article that talked about this donation, but all she really said was, err. And everyone was just like, that's not kind of a response that you'd expect from somebody uh, receiving face masks, especially at this crucial time. So they didn't really know what was going on, and there was a bit of speculation saying that um, when the COVID-19 outbreak happened, Taiwan forbid the export of face masks at first, right? But two of the production lines in Taiwan were Singapore-owned. Oh, I see. So that probably made people a little unhappy that they couldn't send it back to Singapore. Yeah. Yes, but um, the economics minister came out uh, last Wednesday and he said, no, 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 no. They've been Those two production lines were actually able to send masks back to Singapore. So we weren't exactly sure what it was that um, prompted her to give such an uncertain response. Some people are saying uh, Singapore... She was maybe unhappy that um, they were they weren't getting face masks back in January when they needed the most. Well, we weren't getting face masks back in January either. No, we were still under the strict, very rash, this very strict rationing system. It was like three masks per person for a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the newest that's going on. She has since gone on to kind of retract her statement and offer a. Uh, an, an apology of sorts. She did say thank you to Taiwan, and but she also said, uh, "Let us not resort to internet p- 
politics, we must also defeat COVID at the same time. That is the common enemy here. Was she talking to herself? I th- or to Taiwan? Or she, she was. Uh, she just edited her post, and uh, I guess she was talking to Taiwan. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, we like it when people, you know, are making gestures of kindness goodwill you know <laughs> we don't care about the timing of it no right no. <laughs> whatever you say last counts the most exactly yeah so so thank you for that um you know and i i think it's it is nice to see taiwan is donating a, a lot of face masks it's li- nice to see whenever countries are kind of reaching out to help each other yeah um and i think other countries are doing their best uh under the circumstances in which we all find ourselves in i mean it is something that we're all facing at the same time mm. which is so unusual i still can't believe we're all doing this right it's now it's very surreal very very surreal very surreal All right, we're going to continue uh, talking about surgical masks uh, and uh, what is happening uh, here in Taiwan with regards to those masks. Right now, you can actually order nine online Mm -hmm. for two weeks in a two-week period. Um, But uh, I think there are also some other ways where you can get masks. I'll give you an example. We talked about vending machines. Mm. But I just can't imagine the line in front of the vending machine or, like, how quickly it must sell out, you know? Yeah. I mean, how many, like, packets of masks could you store in one machine? Uh, Are you about to tell me, Andrew? I am looking furiously through this article (laughs) for the answer, and I see no answers. Um, But I think it is nice to have this option. It's, uh, It's actually, when I first heard about this, it's astounding to me the options that you get in Taiwan. At first, they rationed it, and then your only choice is to go to a pharmacy. Mm -hmm. Lines were too long. And then the government was like, all right, let's do online pre-orders. And then something was not good there. And then now you have this vending machine, which I didn't even hear about they were developing. I know. It's amazing that they could get a vending machine out so quickly that, you know, is able to, I guess, pass these masks out, right? Um, So, what I'm looking at here is a machine. uh, It's not going to be, like, open around the clock. So, there are... uh, service hours from 8.30 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. on oh, weekdays. <laughs> what are you going to buy in the middle of the night? <laughs> yeah, I, I, just for the just because I could, you know. <laughs> just because I can. Late night um, purchasing after, you know. After hours. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess it's uh, only open from 8.30 a.m. to 12 p.m. on public holidays once the stock does not, once the stock does not run out. I think it must be one out. out. (laughs) I won't tell you which article, um, which which source this comes from. Now you're just going to send people into a flurry. But I wonder if they replace the masks in the machines during business hours. They're constantly replacing them. Maybe that's why they're open for certain hours. Could be. And then overnight, they just turn off because they they assume that you're not going to be able to keep that up overnight. Now, to buy a mask, you need to bring your national health insurance card, which has a little SIM card on it, a little chip, Mm -hmm. as well as a payment card or app, since the machines will not accept cash. Really? Yes. However, acceptable payment methods include Apple Pay, Google Mm -hmm. Pay, Line Pay, JKO Pay, Easy Card, and iCash. So that's pretty much all the pays. <laughs> There's a lot of pays out there. I'm not. I'm just trying to keep up. I'm like, is that right? I want to tell you also while we're talking about masks, another topic here: a Taiwanese Italian couple, uh, which has designed logos for the COVID relief efforts. Huh. Uh, so basically, this is Benny Chu 
um, or Zhu Yao Hong. Uh, that is the uh, the Taiwanese woman in the couple. And then Stefano Mizesti is uh, an Italian man. And they created this logo for the Italian Economic Trade and Cultural Promotion Office, which is their representative office in Taiwan, that says Italy, Taiwan, healthy together. Uh, and it was aimed at bringing like, ties between the two sides closer together in this crisis. Mm. And you can see um, the colors represent the national flags of the two countries, red, green, white, and blue. There you go. Um, and there are a couple hearts on theirs and whatnot. Uh, and then there was another logo that they created that was similar to that, and it was put on the uh, packages of masks that were donated by Taiwan to the European Union. Mm. Um, and it says, Taiwan, Europe, stronger together. And two hearts decorated in red, yellow, white, and blue, which, of course, are the Taiwan and EU flags. Yes. Yes. Good thing there's overlap there. Otherwise, there'd be a lot of colors. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? Um, yes, and they did these uh, free of cost. I uh, said it was a rare opportunity to contribute to the global COVID-19 efforts. Uh, I like this collaborative effort there. And it's nice to see uh, that maybe one of the very few Taiwan-Italian couples mm. um, has had a unique hand in uh, bringing the two countries closer together at a time when... So much of us, uh, so many of us are trying to keep our social and other types of distance. All right, we're going to bounce back to you for this story about the Hong Kong bookstore Causeway Books. Yeah. Causeway so Bay Books. This is, a, this is a story that we've been following for a while now. Actually, it stemmed way back in the last year from the Hong Kong protests stemming from the extradition bill. One of the people that was uh, kind of taken into custody was Lam Wing Ge for him owning a bookstore chain in Hong Kong. And what we're saying, extradition uh, protests, this is in protests in Hong Kong against legislation that would allow uh, Hong Kong to send suspected criminals um, is of course it's suspected not yes. proven guilty criminals or uh, people suspected have broken the law in China back to China for um, to face uh, trial yes yeah and okay. um, you know one of the people was Lam Wing Lam and he Lam Wing Gay Lam Wing yep. and uh, he actually escaped to Taiwan and um one of the most amazing things was he wanted to open a bookstore here, and now it's coming into fruition. Uh, when he came, he didn't have any money, but uh, netizens crowdfunded for him. He raised six million new Taiwan dollars, which is about uh, close to two hundred thousand U.S. dollars. And uh, it looks like they're gearing up to open at the end of the month, which is interesting. A time to open any kind of store? Well, yeah, a brick-and-mortar store. Um, when everybody else is kind of closing down or furloughing workers, yeah. I can't imagine trying to start up a business at this time of the year. However, I think that um, my understanding is that this bookstore is um, as symbolic as it is um, kind of a money-making enterprise, yeah. right? Yeah. It's it's about the symbolism as much as it is about any other reason why you'd yeah. open a bookstore. Yeah. Like, you got uh, you got shut down in Hong Kong, you can come to Taiwan and do it. That's very symbolic. You're mm -hmm. right. Uh, it's, what blows my mind, it's on the 10th floor of a building, actually. Have you ever been to a 10th floor bookstore? I can't say that I have. Uh, anyway, yes. There's not going to be a whole lot of walk-by customers, I guess. Uh, anyway, the, um, some small facts. As Lamb said, there was no reason he chose 
uh, April 25th in particular, and there would not be any special activities on the opening day to minimize the risk of overcrowding amid the COVID-19 outbreak. However, I do think this is going to make news headlines mm. at least, and there's going to be uh, camera crews down there. At the oh, for sure, yeah. like spaced out. I've seen that these uh, a lot of press conferences, they make sure that all the journalists are sitting 1.5 meters apart from each other, which is a great idea. That's great. Um, I guess the, that also means the press will not getting be getting tangled up in each other or having yeah. fisticuffs trying to get, you know, angle for position either. It's happened before. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I know, saying. I know. <laughs> so I wonder, they must be having events at the bookstore, like in the future. Like they, this must be a place, like kind of a gathering place for people who are interested in what's happening in Hong yeah. Kong. So as much as it is a place where you can buy books uh, related to uh, democracy or maybe in the Cantonese language, mm -hmm. um, there are books written in Cantonese language, yes? Yes, yes. written, okay. written, written uh, Chinese is a little different. A little different, yeah. okay. So interesting to see that development. Uh, we'll be following that to see uh, what kinds of events they do end up having, having at that bookstore. So, Taiwan's national carrier, China Airlines, yes. confuses a lot of people um, because the name would suggest that it's not based in Taiwan, but rather in China. Yes. Uh, and there's been a growing call on the internets and otherwise. <laughs> internets, I love you. I love that you use that word. Or interwebs, yeah. maybe, <laughs> to change the name uh, to something else. Yeah. Um, I have a couple suggestions. Uh, would you like me to Why don't you go to the story you? first? Okay. <laughs> so, like, this goes, I have a personal stake in this story, actually. Because when oh. I was little, I would ask, like, why are we going on China Airlines? I thought we were going to Taiwan. I would ask my parents that all the time. They're just like, we're, we're going to Taiwan. I'm like, then why does the plane say China? Yeah. And, and also, we should mention, too, that the national carrier of China is called Air China. Yeah. Not to be confused with the one in Taiwan, which is called China Airlines. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, there's been growing sentiment to change the name to good. Uh, you know, stop that confusion. The pro-Taiwan independence group, the Taiwan Republic Office, they propose Formosa Airlines. Okay. Which is what, you know, they call Taiwan. Uh, Taiwan. It means beautiful island. Or Yusan Airlines. Jade Mountain Airlines. Jade Mountain Airlines. Okay. Um, there's another one. Actually, the American, the Taiwanese American Senior Society from the East Bay in Washington, D.C., they launched a petition to change it to straight up Taiwan Airlines. Okay. Which now, would be like TWA, right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Actually, no. wow. Uh, maybe there might be some trademark issues there. <laughs> um, they didn't really have much of a response from the, from the government, at least. But the, tr uh, the transportation minister came out and said he has an open mind toward the name change. Um, amid the coronavirus, especially now, because uh, more and more news stories are coming out about China Airlines ferrying people to and from Wuhan and Taiwan and charter jets and stuff like that. And they're realizing this is kind of confusing. But he does say that the conting it's contingent on shareholder and public approval. Ah, two key parts of the equation. Yes, as so, always. Yeah. My suggestion was maybe you could ch call it Rock Air, like R-O-C, but like with a K. Rock. I like that. You could have like a rock-themed kind of flight attendants and get a, rock stars. Get Slash, you know, <laughs> from Guns N' Roses. Well, if any of that happens, we'll be sure to let you know Absolutely. on a future edition of Here in Taiwan. For Here in Taiwan, I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Leslie Leo. Stay tuned. We've got more coming your way on RTI.
Welcome to Chinese to Go, the program where you learn authentic Chinese, the Chinese we use in real life in Taiwan. Mother's Day is just around the corner. It falls on the second Sunday in May, and this year it is on May 10th. But not all countries celebrate Mother's Day on the same day. For example, in the UK, Mother's Day was celebrated on March 22nd this year. But because of the COVID-19 outbreak, the British government urged its people not to visit their parents on that day. It's a bit sad, but I think social distancing is something that we must practice as the COVID-19 outbreak has spread rapidly around the world. Anyway, let's listen to a conversation. Alright, begin with the first sentence. 母亲节就要到了。母亲节, Mother's Day. 母亲 is a former way of saying mother. Usually we say ma or mama, which means mom. 就要到了 is just around the corner. 到 to arrive. 就要到了 to arrive soon or just around the corner. 你打算怎么庆祝? 你, you, 打算, plan. 怎么, how, 庆祝, celebrate. How are you going to celebrate Mother's Day? 大概会带妈妈去吃饭吧。大概会带妈妈去吃饭吧. Probably will eat out. 大概, probably, 会, will, 带, to take. 妈妈, mother, 吃饭, 吃, to eat, 饭, rice. But here, 去吃饭 means to eat out. 没有要买母亲节蛋糕吗? 没有要买母亲节蛋糕吗? 没有, without. 要, to want. 买, to buy. 蛋糕, a cake. Don't you want to get a Mother's Day cake? The word ma at the end of the sentence means it's a question. 蛋糕, cake. 那个没有意义，我觉得心意最重要。那个没有意义，我觉得心意最重要。那个没有意义，that's not what's important. 那个 that 没有 no without 意义 meaningful. 没有意义 here it means not important. 我觉得心意最重要。我觉得心意最重要。我爱觉得 to feel, to think. I think it's the thought that counts. 心意最重要。心意, here it means the thought. 最重要, the most important. 心意最重要, it's the thought that counts. 那你想和母亲说什么呢? 
那你想和母亲说什么呢? Then what would you like to say to your mom? 那, then, 想 means to think, but here it means what would you like to? 说, to say, to talk. The word 呢 at the end of the sentence means it's a question mark. 当然是母亲节快乐。当然是母亲节快乐。of course, Happy Mother's Day. 当然, of course, 母亲节, Mother's Day. 快乐, happy, Happy Mother's Day. Now let's listen to the conversation at slow speed again. 母亲节就要到了,你打算怎么庆祝? 大概会带妈妈去吃饭吧。没有要买母亲节蛋糕吗? 那个没有意义,我觉得心意最重要。那你想和母亲说什么呢? 当然是母亲节快乐。And that's all we have for this week's edition of Chinese to Go. Welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. My name is Leslie Liao, your host. This week, we're going to be taking a look at some online responses to the donations Taiwan made of 10 million face masks to other countries. Stick around. You don't want to miss this one. This week on Hashtag Taiwan, Natalie, Andrew, and I continue to try and maintain social distance. But the truth of the matter is, I really don't need this face mask. In fact, I'm in the studio all alone. However, I do want to talk about face masks for today's hashtag. They're crucial in stopping the spread of COVID-19, and as you might imagine, they're in short supply but high demand. Last week, President Tsai Ing-wen said that Taiwan would be donating 10 million face masks to its allies, the United States, and countries in Europe. She said that it's important to prove that Taiwan not only can help, but is helping. Now, since the coronavirus pandemic started, Taiwan has been rationing face masks and slowly boosting production, so domestic supply is not an issue. President Tsai tweeted, in addition to donating the face masks, Taiwan would be ramping up the production of COVID-19 treatment drugs, as well as sharing technology and techniques Taiwan has used to track the outbreak. Social media has been flooded with praise for Taiwan. There's even a tweet from EU President Ursula von der Leyen publicly thanking Taiwan for a donation of 5.6 million masks. Political leaders from some countries like Italy and the Czech Republic have shared videos personally thanking Taiwan for its generous donation. The Netherlands has also received a shipment of face masks, and a photo in their thank you post actually revealed a small cool little detail. The face masks that the Netherlands received from Taiwan were made in orange, which is their national color. It's a small little detail, and I think that's pretty cool. Over in the United States, the National Security Council acknowledged Taiwan's efforts in a tweet. Meanwhile, U.S. Representative to Taiwan Brent Christensen personally thanked Taiwan by visiting the Central Epidemic Command Center and Health Minister Chen Shizong. 
The small Pacific island nation of Palau, one of Taiwan's allies, also responded to a donation. One of Palau's top diplomats took to Twitter to say, Palau has been asking the global community for help, and no one responded except Taiwan. In fact, she was so appreciative, she made the tweet not once, but twice. Politicians aren't the only people that have recognized Taiwan's efforts in fending off the coronavirus pandemic. There are also entertainers and business moguls. Who, you ask? Try Barbara Streisand and Bill Gates. Barb tweets that Taiwan, despite being just 100 miles from mainland China with regular flights to and from Wuhan, has successfully staved off the worst of the coronavirus pandemic. I mean, Barbara Streisand, people, this is a huge deal. We're talking about the way we were. We're talking about 150 million albums sold worldwide. What did Bill Gates say? Well, in an interview with Fox News, he said Taiwan's response to the coronavirus pandemic was exemplary. Check it out for yourself. Well, there are countries like Taiwan who were exemplary, uh, saw the problem and really got the testing, community-wide testing uh, done very well. They prioritized who got tested. And so they won't either have the disease burden or the economic uh, effect uh, that other countries will have. That's all I have for this week. Until next week, stay safe, stay healthy. And Andrew and Natalie, stay away from each other. This is Status Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Yes, it's that program where we get to your letters. We always love to hear from you just what you think about our programs, which ones you heard and what you think about them. But uh, um, we're going to start off, though, by updating our status a little bit. Yes, our own status. Yes, our own status. Well, so, I, anyway. Unfortunately, our topic, once again, is the <laughs> outbreak. But And I'm sure that everyone is a bit tired of hearing about that. But, uh, well... The good news is we've had much fewer, many fewer cases than we have been having. Yeah. I'm talking about daily increase-wise. Um, I know. It definitely seems, fingers crossed, mm -hmm. to have uh, started to calm down a little bit over here. But yeah. we're still being cautious. At least we are. Yeah. I, I know some people are a bit less concerned, but um, we are definitely wearing our masks. We have to. I'm yes. pretty much anywhere outside the house. Yeah, and, more stricter than before. We have um, to. I've heard that taxi drivers can now eject passengers who refuse to put masks on. Okay. So, habits are definitely changing. I mean, we were wearing masks before this, but yeah. I mean, everywhere now is, is pretty much required. Yeah, like our subway system. Now they definitely require everyone to wear masks. Otherwise, they don't let you, you know, take the train. Did so, see, Did you see the news what, um, yeah. about someone who worked for... One health, some health organization who was uh, carrying on about having to put on a mask in the in the metro and like started yelling at the people, and then they found out that actually he works for like I don't remember which health body it was. Uh, I was like, no, that's not I setting a very that. good example. Oh, I know. So really, some people have been taking it a bit rough, but for the most part, people are complying. Uh, yeah, we're changing our habits. But the thing is that what if you, I mean, you you would think that everyone should know by now that you should always have you know masks you know, on you. Right. But what if somebody wanted to get on the MRT and they didn't have a mask and then they turn you around, uh, turn your way and tell you to go get a mask before you can get on the train. Yeah. So yeah. where are they 
supposed to, I mean, somebody, I think they reported someone in, uh, you know, trying to take the MRT and he didn't have a mask on. So then he was like turned around and trying to think, well, where am I going to get a mask at this point? And then apparently someone was very nice and gave him an extra one that he had on him. But then there was another woman who was turned, were turned away because she didn't have a mask and she was really upset because she said, where am I going to get a mask, you know? And so, I mean, what do you do? I mean, they at a time stores. like that, they're in stores now. I yeah, mean, but I thought they were. They, are, they, they are, shouldn't be running. They are out rationed. of. Yeah, they are rationed. There, you can't just buy as many as you want, but they are available. Well, and the staff have have been from the stories I've read have been telling people where they can get them as well. So, it's oh, not, it's not as though it's a big mystery. But you're supposed to have them. Can we get them from convenience stores? Um, I've heard that that's starting. Yeah, um, I, I think you have to order them online though. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Is that like, I think that you they only distribute those that you order online. Because right. my husband and I did that for the very first time. Oh, really? Yeah, and um, we got nine masks each, so it wasn't too hard. We had to order online, but then it takes a few days yeah. before they process it, Th- and then they give you a serial number, and then they tell you which days to which day you can go and pick it's them up. A bit, it's a bit um, <laughs> convoluted. Yes. Yeah, I more know, complicated than it maybe needs to be, but it seems to be a system that works so far. You just you should you have to do it. It's like. Yeah. Paying your taxes or something like that. It's just something that's required now. So right. If you can only have nine and you can only order once in every two-week period, that leaves a couple of days when you're going to have to figure something out. Yeah. So. So, I don't know. I don't um, know. Other than that, um, now I'm really conscious. Like, when I get home, I make sure that I change all my outer clothes, you know. Right. I think we've talked about this. But yeah. I think what's changed for, I think, probably both of us, though, that we didn't mention last time is that we've stopped sort of, like, going out. I mean, except to go shopping, shopping. and stuff. I've, my social interaction is pretty much oh, all really? online now. Uh, like oh, I was saying. What, what, what happened with the um, English group that you were talking about last time? What ended up happening? Uh, we actually, You're, it's happening. Okay. This coming weekend so, because it's in high demand. So, so for, for those who missed last episode, right. uh, can you t- can you catch us up on it's, that? It's what we call the English Corner. Mm-hmm. And then we actually would pick a um, current piece of current news. And then um, everybody just kind of like read it and then discuss it together. It's an opportunity for Taiwanese people to have, you know, to practice speaking English. Okay. So, um you know, um, we originally we said that we would do it once a month, and so time's coming up, and right. uh, people do want to. I guess they're bored of staying home. Yeah, you know, they yeah. want to, and so um, I think we're going to find a spacious, more spacious kind of room, and make sure that everybody's seated in a way apart from each other. <laughs> it's going to be awkward. It's hard yeah. to have a conversation like that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So. But um, anyway, we're, we're trying every way that we can, taking every precautions, making sure everybody wears a mask. And um, so, I, I so, don't know. I, I guess an excuse for people to get out and but you were debating stretch last their time. arms. You were debating last time about whether to do it online or not. So it sounds like you've decided against that. Yeah, because there were some people saying that it's not going to be fun, you know, like not doing it, you know, because it's more... It needs some kind of interaction and discussion, and it's just more fun, you right. know, just doing it in person than doing it online because mm. then it's kind of awkward. It's like my husband John, right? Uh, also Not me. John, right? Um, you know, he's he's gonna. If we were to do it online, he's gonna be pointing to. Okay, raise your hand. Okay, you speak first. Okay, you speak next. And he's then that's kind of 
it just kind of defeats the purpose, you know. Free conversation. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, well, we'll just, see how it goes. So let's be careful with that. Uh, yeah. The, the positive side, though, is actually because it's sort of everyone is in the same boat. Um, it's gotten a lot of people who I really hadn't spoken to in a while just because of, you know, being in different places yeah. on, online, actually. And so I'm like talking with people we well, had a, of course because your friends are all over the world we had, so. a, we had a well we had a family like easter gathering right everyone is in different places yeah multiple states countries etc um, oh wow this is the second time uh, from your cousin's birthday wasn't it yeah so yeah. like we're doing like family meetings and and so usually i only really get to speak to my immediate family regularly. The rest I maybe see once a year. Oh, wow, like once that. a year, yeah. Or like I, they might pass the phone around at some holiday, but other than that, right. um, now we can all see each other because everyone has gotten oh, that's true. different things like Skype and so forth. And, well, that's... and I was chatting with uh, the other night with a friend who used to live here, but uh, moved back home to South Korea. Mm-hmm. And we were comparing notes about what's going on here right. and there and... Well, that's 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 a good thing then. So, yeah, and like we hadn't really spoken in a few months either, mm. but now everyone is like, let's get in touch online, and it's, it's much easier to to reach people these days. So, right, it's social distancing, but actually, I think I'm more social than ever before. <laughs> in some ways, well, that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Because people just are everywhere, you All know. Right. Well, actually, because I think um, I heard on the news or somebody suggesting some health uh, professional saying that you when you get home, you should um, you know not only change your clothes but wash your hair. So that's the thing. Yeah. I was going like, oh, okay, well, I've been jump, changing my clothes, but shower. maybe I should <laughs> wash my hair too because you never know what droplets, you know, or particles fell on my hair. Yeah, yeah I'm getting very conscious about that. <laughs> so it's like, I hate washing my hair, but now it's like, it's a daily thing now. I right. just got to have to. And yeah, it kind of feels weird just, you know, sitting around the living room and not, and, and thinking that maybe there's still, you know, I don't know. <laughs> germs on me yeah I, you are turning into me see yeah that's <laughs> what i wanted to say me. you know it turned out that way now and for me this is nothing new but yeah you do you wash your hair every day oh yeah Sometimes well i mean you're a guy me. your hair's short and everything i do have short hair but i mean what about women who have long that's, hair but like okay let's got it let's let's clean off here <laughs> okay. so yeah lots of uh, changes also i've been watching a lot more travel programs because i can't go anywhere they're all pre-recorded but um, <laughs> I like yeah. to. I like to. I've been. Tra- I've been armchair traveling from my living room because I can't go anywhere right now. But. Right. Well, you know, my husband. We always like to go to the movie theaters, but not not anymore. So yeah. now we just watch them online. You know, Netflix or all these movie channels or MOD. Have you been making your house more cozy though? Since you got to spend more time there. I, my partner went to IKEA and bought oh. like, this really nice little like little like I don't even know what they're kind of sort of like Christmas lights, but not really. I like these little cute fixtures and like a little carpet and uh they've we've got like a little one of those cheap like massage things not, right. like, a, not like a proper massage chair but like you can sit and watch travel shows while you and while you massage <laughs> yeah i think that sort of thing is nice to do well funny did you ask because i think it's because i've been living in this apartment that i've moved to like six or seven years now mm. And just lately, I've been feeling there are things we need to change. So we actually got a new toilet, and then we got, it's a bidet. 
by the way. Oh, and then <laughs> no, you'll never have to worry about toilet paper again. <laughs> I still do. <laughs> and then we got、um, new shower doors. Okay. Yeah, for both bathrooms. Yeah, we've got book- new bookshelves. Yeah, it's funny you ask because I actually just felt this urge to have some new so fixings. So, so. I- IKEA is definitely doing okay. <laughs> well,、um, yeah, we did walk around IKEA, but we came out empty-handed. But、oh, anyway,、really? no, <laughs> yeah, I, so I, I helped move. I moved up a delivery the other day.、Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, yeah, we're,、okay. we're definitely. I think not every. Fortunately, some bits of the economy are doing well, at least. Yeah,、um, right. So our habits are changing here. We'd love to hear about how your habits are changing. Yeah, share with us. Write I, us. I think、uh, everyone, like I said, is pretty much in the same boat. So、mm-hmm. I can't believe that we can talk so much now that we're doing this outbreak. But、it's、anyway, it's funny though. Like <laughs> we ha- we're doing less, but we have more to talk about than ever before. I know, really.、Mm. Okay. Well, anyway, let's get to the letters. And、uh, this first one, I want to get to. Well, Hold on, though. We gotta tell them where, how they can reach us. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. Sure.、Um, the address is PO Box one two three dash one and nine Taipei Taiwan. You can also send us an email. Our address is RTI at RTI dot org dot tw. And of course, you can always leave us comments on YouTube and Facebook. We update those every day, pretty much. So be sure to check them out. Right. Okay. So. Again, I said this first letter is coming to us from Stefan Krona of Sweden, and、uh, he listened in. I think he missed telling us which day it was, but、uh, maybe you can listened, guess. <laughs>、uh, yeah.、Um, oh no, I got it. It's April fourth. Okay. And、uh, at nine four zero five kilohertz,、um, simple rating was four across the board.、Um, he listened to a Chinese lesson. And then about gravesite festival,、uh, that would have been a tomb sweeping festival, and then COVID nineteen about a situation with library and and getting information, and then stroke of light that would have been、uh, Jake Chen's program, who's not with us anymore, but it's、um, he's not with us in the sense that he's not it, working at our right, 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 right. He's right. still with us. <laughs> <laughs> he's in Taiwan. Okay. <laughs> right, but、uh, he's on to、um, yeah cleaner pastures. Right. All right, and then、uh, let's see here. He actually included a picture of his whole family. It seems、um, it says personal details. My name is Stephen Krona. I'm 69 years old. I've、uh, got five children.、Uh, a fa- family picture is enclosed. Yes, well, we see it. Are they gathered and, around a radio、um, or something? Oh、uh, no, that、uh, was probably taken around Christmas because there's、uh, a Christmas tree in the I background. I see. I see the tree. Yeah, yeah. He says I was a shortwave listener about 50 years ago, and I've made a comeback now. My interest for radio and later audio made me study electronics, and at the end, at Chalmers University of Technology. My private interest,、uh, besides technology, is history and genealogy. Wow! Thank you so much for sharing that. That was Stefan Krona of Sweden. Well, speaking of our April Fourth broadcast on nine four zero five kilohertz to Europe,、um, we've got a letter here about that exact same broadcast from Andreas Mücklich, who's writing to us from Berlin in Germany. Uh, he writes, "Dear friends in Taipei, today I've heard the English transmission of Radio Taiwan International on zero four. Not, I can't say my numbers. Nine four zero five kilohertz again. The signal strength was good, but there was some disturbance from the neighboring channel nine four zero zero kilohertz. But it was possible to note details of your show. I'm hoping this reception report will be useful for you. Once again, our April fourth broadcast and the simpo was two four three two two, so not as good as in Sweden."、Mm. Um, Under program details again, Chinese to go about the tomb sweeping festival, Taiwan by number, also about the tomb sweeping festival and Children's Day, which oddly enough fall side by side in Taiwan. Yes.、Um, then curious John about the National Central Library here and their response to COVID nineteen. Stroke of light about a, an exhibition by a photographer called Christopher Taylor here in Taipei. Finally, Feast Meets West. They brought a chef in, a professional chef named Chad Stevens, and、uh, they had a talk with him. Wow. 
I think Ellen brought him in. Um, okay. Anyway, maybe she's tired of Andrew's cooking. <laughs> it says, I'm hoping the details are correct and you'll send me your QSL card. Thanks for your support. Be healthy and best regards from Berlin. That comes to us once again from Andreas Mukli. Thanks for writing in. Okay, well, I hope Andrew didn't hear you say that. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I didn't get to hear just the whole kidding, episode, just, just the intro. Yeah. Okay, anyway, here's one from Roger Taddy of England. It says, hello again. Greetings again from the UK, where unfortunately, we are still in the midst of the COVID-19 crisis with a rising death toll. The epidemic is especially bad in London, where I live, so I am being ultra careful and only going out when necessary. My final report for this month is for your broadcast March 31st. Your internet audio is perfect. Um, he says, not surprisingly, here in Taiwan had several items touching upon various aspects of the COVID-19 emergency. These included discussions about the government's decision to allow people to buy extra face masks and the requirement for flight attendants to wear protective gear. The show was nicely hosted by John and Leslie, and there was a good rapport between the two presenters. Hashtag Taiwan continued the COVID-19 theme with information about how people are coping with being quarantined. Finally, I heard Status Update, which featured letters from India, the Philippines, Latvia, and the U.S. I listen to Status Update almost every week, and in fact, I think I've only missed one edition of the show, and it's Forerunner, during the last five years or so since I became a regular listener. Wow. Yeah, Dedication. Wow. Thank yeah, you. Thank, thank you very you much. Thank you so much. So that was, again, Roger Tidy of England. We have a letter here from Japan, this one coming to us from Saitama. It's from Shinma Kino, who writes, I wish to report details of your broadcast here in uh, Radio Taiwan International. This letter is about our April 2nd broadcast on 9405 kilohertz. That seems to be a popular frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, and under the program details, uh, there was, of course, the news. And not surprisingly, COVID-19 and Taiwan's mask donations internationally were sort of uh, the top stories there. That was followed by a, a an announcement. Oh, I read the news that day. Okay. Um, and then there was... Lights, Camera Asia in the spotlight first here in Taiwan. Oh, it was you and me. Oh, it was the okay. Shirley and John hour. All right. <laughs> so, um, we talked about, uh, well, I guess we talked about it again this week, but the status of working from home and everything that this coronavirus outbreak has done with our lives. Um, also, a story about uh, how Taiwan has helped rescue a fair number of foreigners who were stranded in Peru, a new cloth mask manufacturing process that's being done using machines that formerly made socks. Yeah. Um, and a new survey about whether Taiwanese children are getting enough playtime. Uh, under my impressions of your program, it says, this is the first time I've received your station's evening broadcast. Although it's not as strong as the daytime broadcast, the fading did seem to bother me. The situation in your country regarding the impact of the spread of coronavirus infection on daily life has been very informative. I look forward to providing more information in the future. Oh, a simple rating, by the way, was 35433. Mm-hmm. So, um, a mixed bag. Yes. But I'm glad that you were able to listen. And I hope that our talk about COVID-19 isn't getting too repetitive. Unfortunately, that's the topic of the hour, or the, the year, maybe. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh, really. I hope it ends soon. Mm. Anyway, thank you so much, and that's uh, this week's uh, status update. I hope you keep writing and let us know what you think, and also, how are you doing? We also want to hear from you. Yes. If everything's okay with you and your family. Please stay healthy and wash your hands. That is right. So, in the meantime, our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, uh, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And as always, please remember to leave us comments on YouTube and Facebook. We look forward to reading what you have to say. Yes, until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Bye-bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.